Uh, I would love to introduce to you right now um, Mr. Demetrius and Mrs. Shanika Hardy. Um, they are an HBCU love story. They have been married since 2010, and they are actively pursuing their dreams towards creating a legacy of stability and generational wealth for their family. They own an upscale venue, Memories Event Space in Johns Creek, Georgia, as well as Excel Screening Solutions in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which is a trusted partner within the drug testing field. In addition, they have hustled the Hardy Way, a business cons consultation um, or business consulting company serving as a resource for inspiring entrepreneurs. They possess over 20 years of leadership experience with prominent Fortune 500 uh, companies. They have a successful track record in leadership and it's aided them in their ability to grow and start their business. Please give them a round warm of welcome. Of course, we have Mr. and Mrs. Winston still at the panel with us, and we also have Mr. Don Trees and Mrs. Starshima Chapman coming in from Kinston, North Carolina. Yes. And Don Trees has uh, graciously agreed to do their intro for me. Go ahead. <laughs> so how y'all doing? Is it morning still? Where we at? What time are we at? Okay. Okay, cool. How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all feeling? All right, so we got to get our energy level up, okay? Y'all sitting there looking, relax, have fun, ask questions. She said you signed the NDA, so it's a safe space, so we can have fun. <laughs> so um, we are from, you know, some Eastern North Carolina, Kansas, North Carolina, one of the most beautiful places you could ever go to if you ain't ever been nowhere else. Um, this is my wife. Um, she is a graduate with... Uh, a degree in, um, what's that you do, uh, degreed in? <laughs> I do, you go say that. Um, hi, my name is Starshima Chapman. Um, I have a Bachelor's of Science in Justice Studies. I got one, go. <laughs> she has a Bachelor of Science in Justice Studies. Um, so from the Justice Studies, she's worked um, the Department of Correction for a few years. Um, and then she went into um, teaching, educating um, seniors, um, computer literacy um, within a, you know other, other communities, um, and from that point she has um, has been an entrepreneur. Yes. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> what Mr. Winston was saying, um, that definition you gave was great because you never really think about what you do, um, and the definition was spot on. So we've been taking risk financially, energy risk, emotional risk. Um, she's been doing that um, for a long time. And um, now she has gained a lot of experiences, experience through doing those things. And now she's able to help other people um, move into that same entrepreneurial space um, with some of the experiences she's gained um, and help people save time and, and not making the mistakes that we made along the way. Um, so that's a really, a really big thing that she's doing for people. Um, and has, um, for the last almost um, 10 years now, yeah. um, managed the, um, Home care, home care company, um, first choice care, and home care is where we take we have aids, personal aids, and uh, certified nursing assistants go into a home and make sure loved ones don't have to leave the sanctity of their home um, and go into a facility, but they get to stay home and get the type of care they need to you know have a successful life. Um, and that is, um, and that's another thing we re I'm really proud of her about. Uh, as far as it's a uh, um, 
She has made millions of dollars doing that. Ain't that something? <laughs> <laughs> a, a, some million, really proud yeah, of Yeah. A girl, see, you, when you understand where we come from, Kenton is about maybe 45, I mean, 55 to 60,000 people, 60% African-American, um, and grew up in um, housing um, okay. project, public housing. So when you understand those dynamics, and we talked about it uh, earlier as far as celebrating those small things, those are one of the things that we have to kind of really, you know what I'm saying, start to grasp that she has accomplished, we have accomplished together. Um, so amazing wife, she's an amazing wife. Um, amazing mother, set, well, have a 17-year-old, have a five-year-old, about to be six on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So when you were talking earlier with the Winstons, it's the time, when y'all have y'all kids coming in, it's the 17-year-old issues, boyfriend, cheerleading. Then the six-year-old we talking about earlier before we started, he came home and asked what the middle finger was. And we like, what? <laughs> what what's going on here? So so we Hold on. Yeah. So we 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 are at that spectrum. We're here, we're there. Um and myself, we are um high school sweethearts. I'm gonna say uh, we met in nineteen hundred and ninety-eight. <laughs> Ninth, that's almost, what, 25 years. Um, so I was a senior. She was a freshman. We've been together since. Went to college together. Um, I seen some Aggie pride up here. You know it, baby. I mean, I, uh, I, we, I went to Winston-Salem State. Um, and, we, and we right up the street from um, whatever that school name is. I don't – A&T, I don't know. Um, but we've been together since then. Um, been married since 2008. Coming up on 15 years in August, yep. um, and we're just happy to be here. But I'm really like, like they were saying before we came up here. I'm really excited. You guys are in this space today. Take advantage of it. Um, I think uh, Miss Shana West, Lashana, Lashana West, when she came off, what she was saying at the beginning is everything that you're gonna need. You're gonna have to tap into something outside of yourself that you know how to do and tap into other things and other people that can guide you along the way, like Sheila Michelle is doing, like we've opened ourselves up for you guys today, just tap in and um, and just grow, watch yourself grow. Um, you know, when she said we see amazing people up here, we are looking at amazing people. Y'all's story is just beginning in this particular space. Have fun with it, grow with it, learn with it, make money and help people. Um, and that's, that's what we do. We just like to, you know, do those things and um, you know, just give back. So I'm gonna stop talking until and let y'all do what we do. And yeah, go. I just want to add one thing. My husband um, started talking, and everything he said was about me because he's a very supportive spouse. My husband is also the CEO of First Choice Care. We are also insurance brokers. We've been doing that since I was pregnant with my daughter. She's 17 now. He didn't mention any of that. He's a broker. We also have a janitorial service where we do uh, COVID static cleaning. He does that. I don't touch the machines, but he's very supportive. And that's just one thing that you have to have with the, your spouse. They have to be supportive of what you're doing or it's not going to work at all. So we've learned that, you know, I am... I'm the I, I, I'm the one that takes charge. I will say that you know if something comes to my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is what we need to do, baby. This is how we gonna do it. And I lay it all out for him. He just say, okay. But he's there and he's supportive, and that's a major role. I need that. If I didn't have him, I couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that, so y'all won't be wondering like, well, why he up there? What he do? <laughs> he do a lot. So yeah, and we have multiple businesses, but. 
And I just started Star the Accelerator, my coaching business. So, yeah. Yes, congratulations. Thank All right, you. everybody say tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. Tap in. All right, we tapped in, tapped in. Okay, I love this. Um, we getting bigger energy in here, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Y'all, first of all, what's on y'all music playlist? Real quick, what you got? What's playing right um, now? <laughs> uh, King's Disease, Nas. Okay, yeah. sorry, Shima. Uh, I'm an old school. Um, I like to listen to Stevie Wonder. Uh, I will tap into Beyonce. You know, Mary, that's my homegirl. She just don't know it. <laughs> um, but I listen to a lot of old school feel-good music. Um, because it has a message. Not saying the things that we listen to today don't. Um, <laughs> they say they don't. Um, but I like a lot of old school um, music because I like the messages that, you know, come from those songs. And I really feel like we need to play them a little more often in the world that we're living in right now. And, you know, maybe we won't have so much, you know, crime and other things going on. But that's just my personal opinion. What you got, Regina? Um, I think it's Pastor Mike Jr. Yeah, yeah you yeah. sent something. That was a nice Yeah, one. I, I sent that yeah. to you, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's one of the ones I've been jamming out to lately in the morning time. What you got, Sheldon? I've been listening to some classical. Okay. And he has. <laughs> Should we, sym we symphony around here. <laughs> um... I well here lately over the last couple of days I've been listening to more of, of Beyonce because you know we all gotta get ourselves together so we can get these tickets you know. <laughs> uh, so I listen, but generally I listen to like a lot of '90s music. Okay. Yeah, How about the you? Same way. Um, I'm very big on Jay Z. Okay. Um, and probably some Rick Ross. I like how they speak about wealth. Yep. You know, coming from nothing and then making something and then also teaching others how to do the same thing. So. Okay, so next question is, raise your hand if you read more than you listen to music. I don't. Well, I'm going to say I listen to a lot of, like, audibles. audibles. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so about okay. half and half. Yeah. So if you're okay. okay. including half. audibles, yeah. then, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, y'all, the reason why I'm asking a variety of questions is I want you to tap into the mindset of successful entrepreneurs, Right. I want you to understand some of the habits and practices that they have so that um, you can kind of begin to get a feel for your, what I call CEO persona. I do not believe that you have to copycat and do everything just because Steve Harvey said do something, just because Beyonce said do something, that's not, or Jason, that's not it. But we get inspired by, through the actions of others, right? So in other words, from this morning, you can tell there needs to be some um, professional periodical that is your go-to, okay? There needs to be, you need a morning routine. You need an evening routine, right? Um, whether you decide to read um, a hard book or listen on Audible or maybe it's music, you have to find that CEO structure that allows you to show up as your best every day. I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. I was down here at 7 o'clock this morning, and I prayed specifically for every one of you, one by one. That's why nobody, you walk, that's why I didn't want anybody sending anybody seat. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, I didn't want the prayer to get crisscrossed. It was all good prayers. I prayed specifically for each one of you. Every bag that you touched, I touched. And asked God to do specific things for you. I asked him to let this room be filled with vessels to give you what you need based on the purpose that he has for your lives. Right? So I want y'all to tap in because you may not understand how critical even this conversation is right now, but it's very, very important. How many of y'all have been trying to just start IV hydration, start drug testing, start a med spa, start a scrub business or whatever? How many of y'all have been trying to start a business and you couldn't get no help? Anybody? Okay. Right? Because a lot of times people don't want to help you for a variety of reasons, right? And sometimes you can't even pay people to help you. Does that make sense? So we want to be that resource for you today. We are your resource today. God sent us today to be your resource, all right? All right, cool. So panel, and anybody can just take this, just jump in. What do you believe is the number one factor to your success to date? I would say investing in ourselves. I love it. Taking the time and investing in ourselves, right? Um, getting in rooms like these. So most of our businesses that we have currently is because we was in a room like this. Um, partnering with the person left to you or to the right of you. And then also having a mentor. Absolutely. So fast, and having that mentor gives you a fast track to that success, right? Mm-hmm. So to piggyback off of that, like the mentorship has been um, transformational for us. I mean, even being here and on on this platform, it's because of my mentor. Um, And so you just you get so many opportunities when you connect yourself with the right group of individuals, because it's not always your family. It's not always your friends that's going to support or pour into you. It can be a stranger that's going to pour into you and into your and sow a seed into your business, into your vision. I'm learning from our mistakes. Um, just learning what what you've done um, wrong, fixing it, and continuing on, not stopping. Because some mistakes will have you um, feeling like you can't go on in business. Um, however, if you learn how to fix it and go on, I promise you, it's bigger and better on the other side. But you have to learn how to fix those mistakes. Don't continue to make them because you're going to basically fail your way out of business. I'll just piggyback off a little bit um, of what Starshima. what Starshima said. First, it's a little cliche, but it's the truth. Um, I don't do anything without God. Okay, so that's my number one. That's going to be my go-to. I'm going to go to God um, I, because I don't want to do anything within uh, that's not aligned to what he wants me to do. Okay. So that's, that's the first thing. And then just um, accepting those losses or what you think is a loss because it's not a loss. Um, it's not a failure because you should be able to take something from your wins as well as your losses mm-hmm. and grow from, and grow from that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's um, one of the things. Thank you. And 
Did you want to say something, Sheldon? Go sure. Ahead. Go ahead. Um, mine is, is basically um, knowing when to walk away. Mm. Sometimes you just got to know when something is dead to bury it. If you let something stay out too long, it starts to stink. Yeah. So if you know it, follow your gut, move away from it. Yep. Can't even resurrect something that's already dead. Bury it, move on. And bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. No, they're perfect, perfect answers. Okay, this is my co-host right here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so speaking of loss, share a loss you may have experienced, and if you're comfortable, um, tell us how you bounced back from it or maybe didn't bounce back from it. And I'm going to take the first one on this one and and then um, share with you all. My loss has me here, right? So some of you know the full story about how I got into drug testing in a clinical lab, and some of you um, may not. I have spent 25 years or so in corporate America as a technology leader. I was a global project manager implementing for some of your favorite luxury designers and some of your favorite car, uh, alternative car services, um, HR and payroll, finance and accounting, um, working for major healthcare organizations, McKesson, Morehouse School of Medicine, Samaritan Health, Wake Forest Baptist, Piedmont, Grady, all that. So by all means, I was a technologist and SunTrust, yes. And then my life changed because my oldest son was murdered and it was drug and gang related. And I went to get a drug screen for one of my corporate technology contracts and God said, ask him, how did he get started? It was a small room, I mean, literally like a quarter of this, very small. Very linear, and I I was stuttering, like, you know, like, I didn't want to ask him. You know, I didn't want to ask the question, right? Um, But but while I didn't want to ask the question, what was going through my mind was if if I asked the question and got the answers, what I could do with the information. I immediately saw me being able to help people keep their jobs, get jobs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I immediately saw people being healthier and not, you know, maybe not getting on drugs or maybe getting off drugs, right? I immediately saw people having an opportunity to, you know, have entrepreneur careers. Like, I immediately saw healthier families. So this panel is a reflection, to be honest with you, of every thought that I had in that moment. And um, so I asked myself, excuse me, how did you get started? Did you have to um, go to school? And I was so fearful that he was gonna tell me he had to go to school and be a nurse or be a doctor or, you know, right? And he said, no, you just take a class. And I said, okay, but to take the class though, do you have to have a certain type of degree or something before you even take the class? And he said, no. He said, but my wife, of course, my wife (laughs) has the information. I said, okay. And um, at this point, DJ had, um, it had, it was 2019, November 2000, I'm sorry, November 2018. So DJ had uh, been killed just a little over a year, and or two years. Um, 
And I was carrying, of course, a lot of grief, right? So um, there was a point where I wasn't myself. I had no get up and go. I just, you know, I've always had get up and go, but I, it was like quicksand. You know, it was hard to get up. It was hard to go to bed. It was just hard, right? Um, because murder is different. You know, murder is different, right? It feels like somebody has taken an entire building and just said, here, now go figure all of it out. Mm -hmm. And it also feels like somebody has, stolen from you, right? Taking something, violated you, um, and you're just left holding the bag, right? And then the bag you thought you had, the life you thought you had is now in the trash because you don't have memories to keep making. You know, you feel like you're running out of memories. I hate it for the calendar to turn because it's like, I'm leaving DJ. I would feel guilty every January 1st. I feel guilty, right? Because I'm still living, he's not. I'm trying to scrape, I'm trying to remember. I remember Gina coming to the hospital. I still have the card that uh, she bought, brought for me, you know, as a teenage mom and was supporting me as a friend and, you know, all those different things. And so anyways, fast forward. Um, from November, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this drug test center thing. Never thought about it in my life. Now, did I understand the relationship of drug testing to the industry? Absolutely, because I worked on systems that recruited people, right? So I literally um, designed, supported, um, came up with strategic solutions for recruiting, onboarding, benefits, all of that. So I understood the role of drug testing, but never had I thought about having a drug test center, let alone a lab. So fast forward, I was like, I'm gonna do this and February 1st is my date. I'm gonna open my doors February 1st, and I did. Things were not perfect when I opened the doors. Um, they had the other, the former tenants' uh, furniture still in there. Um, they didn't have some of the tiles secured, which I needed to truthfully be compliant, um, you know, with joy So it, I walked into, I opened my business February 1st. It was not perfect. So I want y'all to understand that even when you open your doors, it's not going to be perfect. Okay. But I was determined to be there. So I will never bounce back from that loss. Honestly, so that's why this question says, or didn't bounce back from it. I will never bounce back. That was my first child. I made a deliberate decision. Abortion was truthfully on the table. It was an option and I chose the other way. So it was a very deliberate decision, right? And somebody thought that they had the right to take the life, right? So I, I won't ever bounce back from it, I imagine, until I see DJ again, right? And so I always tell people, I'm just, people be wondering, they be like, oh my God, you know, you just, you just be going so hard and I just love it. Why? Because I'm running to see my child. Mm -hmm. I'm running to see my child, y'all. I'm gonna live this life up because I'm running to see my child, right? Mm -hmm. So what else is there to do but go hard? Because it's go hard or go home. And I feel, I truthfully believe the better that I do, the better it's going to be. Okay? So that was my loss, and I didn't bounce back from it, but it doesn't keep me from performing. It doesn't keep me from performing. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. 
So I'm gonna pass it. Um, wow, as your unofficial host, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just want to. I mean, the, the transparency in that, you know, is 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 real. Um, and any anytime you deal with the loss, whether you're able to bounce back or not, you come to a point where you have to look at yourself and search yourself, and you become, you can like they talked about earlier, being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and you start to see some things that you may need to change or things you can change or things you can't change and you figure out a way um, to bounce back or, or not. But that, that transparency is amazing because um, we all in this room have had moments where uh, a, a situation came up and either we, hey, we met it head on, we stuttered on it, fell back, or just ran away from it, right? Um, and we, at that point, we had an option. Either we're going to face this thing or we're just going to say, you know what, this ain't it. I'm going to something else. And that could have happened in your situation. It could have happened in our situation business-wise. Um, and with you today, you know, everybody has a story, right? So what I say to, to bouncing back, it's about looking at yourself and saying, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? And you have to be honest. You have to be transparent because you can lie to her, me, everybody up here, you can look in and lie to the people beside you to your left and right, but you can't lie to yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't lie to yourself. And, and, and just bouncing back, I mean, that's when you get to that point, it's like, hey, am I going to be honest with myself or I'm just going to keep making it sound lie? I mean, keep, keep selling this lie and making it sound fly. I know that rhyme. <laughs> Y'all need to write that down. You can't keep lying and making it sound fly because at the end of the day, you're never going to experience that growth of getting to the other side of that bounce back moment. So, um, yeah, that's, 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 that's all I can say. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. One traumatic, uh, situation in our business. Uh, what would you do if you came to your office one day and you had a note on your door from the internal revenue service and the note was, Please call me. Mm. So I'm like, the IRS want me to call them? What they want, you know? <laughs> um, I don't know nobody at the IRS. So just giving you guys, like my husband said, some backstory. I am the first person with a second person in my family to really run a business. But I'm the first person to actually run a business correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay? I had no one to give me the blueprint. When I started my business, I had five employees. Of course, it grew. And over time, my CPA, the person that I was paying to give me advice, did not advise me, well, at this time, you have more employees. You need to be making deposits every other week, not quarterly. Payroll deposits, okay? I had no clue. I would go to their office quarterly and I would get these big bills, 15,000, 20,000. So coming from public housing, you know, from my background, I put some on it. <laughs> okay. I have 15, 20,000 to CNN. So long story short, putting something on it had me owing the IRS over 50,000. When I sat down and I spoke with the auditor, she informed me, you owe us $52,000. Big 50. <laughs> <laughs> that scared me to death. I didn't have 50000 
So in my mind, I'm thinking, I got to shut this down. I got to go back and get a job. How, how am I going to feed my family? You know, and at this time, my husband had already quit his job to join the business full time. Long story short, we got together. We got a plan going. Another area I was ignorant in. Just because you're paying that CPA to take care of your bills, at the end of the day, you're liable for it. Ignorance is not an excuse. Quick lesson. Also, when you are the CEO of that business, you're also liable for half of those taxes. It's called a trust. I'm not a CPA. I'm not educating you guys on that. I'm not, you know, just give you my story. So she attached $25,000 and some odd dollars to me and the rest to the business. So a couple of years after that, when we filed our taxes and did things together as a married couple, my husband would have to file as an indigenous spouse just so that he could get the refund back. But we got on a payment plan, and I ended up paying all that debt off personally and business, and we're on the other side. But that was just one situation where I felt as though my whole business was, my, my world was crashing down on me because I had no knowledge of what to do. But we made it. Praise God. I <laughs> I don't know that that's a tough one to follow that's a huge loss um and so for ours i don't really look at it as a loss i just look at it as we haven't implemented it yet um and and it, it was an investment excuse me it was an investment and um a pretty large one 60 something thousand dollars um but again i don't look at it as a loss uh, so what we ran into was trying to have too many pots on the stove, right? And so I like to kind of concentrate on one thing, perfect that, and then move on to the next, right? Um, so we ended up with too many pots on the stove, and so we couldn't actually implement our investment yet. And so we'll definitely bounce back from it because like, like you, we always put a date on things or when things are supposed to be implemented. And so I will make sure that I will implement that this year in order to get my return. Amen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's, you know, it's, um, I had a, um, a couple of clients this week who broke up with their business partners. And when I talk to you all, when we get off into drug testing and lab, you know, those topics specifically, I always tell people, I love the concept of business partners. You know, whether it's a boss bestie or, you know, just a, a good colleague or your significant other, because you're not alone in entrepreneurship, it re you really are a unicorn. Okay, we are truthfully unicorns, right? And so I love the concept, but they always break up. I haven't had one, one that has worked where they were business partners, you know, not married couples, just and um i'm scared of it. yeah it's it's tough it's tough but um i say that to say picking back off uh demetrius is you have for me dj that's definitely a loss right that's definitely a loss in this physical space um but there are also gains to it 
um, in the spiritual space. And I tell people it's lessons and levels, not really loss, right? It's, that's a, it's lessons. It's, and it takes time. Get one thing right. So, okay, you don't have your business partner. Okay, well, let's focus on the one thing then. What's the one thing that you can do without the business partner? And let's time it out, right? So put a pause. Like you said, put a pause on it. Come up with, okay, it's first quarter. So say by the end of first quarter, you're going to be ready to pick it back up. You're going to come up with a project plan for a project schedule. Like organization mm -hmm. is key to your success. Because yeah. a lot of times when we feel lost in the sauce, we feel stressed, we feel overwhelmed, imposter syndrome uh, sets in, it's lack of organization. Mm -hmm. it because, because to Sheldon's point earlier, it is about maturity and it ain't about your feelings. Your business, your business don't care about your feelings, sis. It needs you to be the CEO. It needs you to take care of it properly. Your feelings don't got nothing to do with your business. You have to do what's best for the business and it is data driven. It's metrics. Mm -hmm. it, it, it really is black and white when it comes to that. You do have to know, you know when to get out. You have to know when to get in. You have to know when to get on pause. And then you like the like the entrepreneur panel has told you, share it with you, bet on yourself. And when you bet on yourself and you make the best decision from data points that you can, then okay, it's okay because God gonna swoop in. Like he did with Sarshima. He gonna swoop in. He ain't gonna never leave you alone. Right? So it's always lessons and levels, and it's also divine timing. I have a lot of clients who will come back and say, hey. I'm ready to get started on my lab. It's like a year, two years. It's better if they wait a year or two years when they're ready than doing something that's out of season when it's not time. Does that make sense? It does. So today we are going to, today, tomorrow, we'll talk a lot about that, y'all, because here's the thing. I want you to be successful. Every parent wants their child to have a legacy. What was in uh, Shanika and Demetrius bio? They want a legacy for their family. I didn't get around to my question to uh, the Winstons, but I also wanted to ask them about what was that legacy. Because here's the thing. I don't think y'all are entrepreneurs just for yourselves. I don't think you're doing, you ain't going through all this just for yourself. You're doing it for the grandchild, for the great-grandchild, for the great-great-great-grandchildren. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Right? So we want y'all to be successful, whatever that means for yourself. So we're going to make sure that we're giving you tools and a lot. But see, here's the thing. Social media will have you thinking that you're supposed to be a one-hit overnight success that you supposed to wake up and sell your tickets for five thousand dollars and you can't even carry a tune yet you ain't had no vocal coaches you ain't prayed and fasted and and, and went deep sea diving and all the other stuff that beyonce you know all the other things that she do right she even beyonce pays dues to be where beyonce is correct yes so Remember that it's, it's either a lesson or a level. And with the proper structure and organization, you got this. Yes. Okay. Can I interject? Yeah. Um, there's two words that people use where we're all sitting because everyone here is obviously doing the same thing. You have two words that people use 
And I think they're not interchangeable. There's a business owner and there's an entrepreneur. Big difference. What we're talking to you guys about right now, does it fall under the business owner or does it fall under the entrepreneur? I'm not going to tell you that. Be here when I speak tomorrow. <laughs> it's a difference. By the time you leave here, you should know. Um, and I'll, I'll share something with you about being losing, right, with, with her question. Um, I think when you first go out on your own, and I'm trying to make this as basic as I can, you need to know what your value is, what your worth is. It's never about, never about the price. Don't ever negotiate on price. You're going to lose. Because what you're going to find yourself doing is negotiating against yourself. So what I'll tell you a loss for me was I would go in saying, I got to get this business. I need it. And I would basically think I'm undercutting someone else to get it. And it was not good. It's a mindset that you get at that point. So be willing, again, to walk away from certain business. It's not for you. Delay does not mean denied. Stay consistent. So the tools that you're going to get this weekend and the support that you're going to have is going to teach you what you should be charging, what your value is. Don't deviate it from it. Don't deviate from that. Do not do it. Because the people that are going the cheap route, there's a saying you get what you pay for. It's true. But I'll give you a nugget. When someone comes to you and they're trying to get you to negotiate on price, just basically tell them this one thing. And I said to people all the time, you do want me to be in business when you call me again, because you will. So what I'm offering you is a fair for my services. And be quiet. Don't ever negotiate against yourself. I've learned that I've been in business a long time. And I've taken some bad business because I thought it was going to be more business. You set a precedent. Yep. You're setting a precedent. And they're thinking that they can negotiate your business from there. And what you're doing, you're putting yourself in a bad place. So be prepared to walk away from some business ain't business. It's just buzzing. You don't want to be buzzing. You want to be in business. OK? Yep. Everybody, listen. There are some people who are not here and not by their choice by lunch or lab choice. Mm -hmm. Because when you walk through those doors, you have to be ready to respect the team. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to trust us. You have to be someone who wants to win, who wants to do the work, okay? We, everybody is not a client, that's fine. There are other people that you know they can go and work with or not, but know that there were some people who were actually cut from this team, paid or not. Because I personally made a decision, two things um, from last year that won, everything that was attached to me was going to be winning. And it was going to be no dead weight. Mm -hmm. who, who you share energy and alignment with is so critical. Yeah. Mm. And God also told me two things for this year. He said people and relationships. Mm. Key. That's key. That's People and relationships. Ain't none of us perfect. We're going to get on each other's nerves. 
But as long as we know how to get together and do what it is that God has for us to do respectfully. Right here, there is so much commonality. Um, Sashima actually, um, were you in reserves? I'm in the Air National Guard. I've been in the Air National Guard for 22 years. And that is why I cannot be with you guys tomorrow because we're going to fly back to North Carolina tonight so that I can be the great senior <laughs> NCOIC in the morning. <laughs> right. And so see how both she and Sheldon are from North, North Carolina and see how both of them share a military background. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you see how Starshima has her home care, care agency and Regina is a nurse practitioner. See how, you know, all that works. Like, it's just commonality. You know, it's just different things that see how God starts connecting people. And then you have Demetrius and Shanika with their awesome event space. You never know right. who's who might need to host an event there, right? Yep. And then they're also coaches and leaders in their space as well. So, you know, there's a lot, there's common ground. That's what I want to get to. There's common ground here. And that's what we always want to do in relationships. Let's focus on the common grounds. Too often we focus on the uncommon ground. We can always find uncommon ground. Yeah. Whenever I find myself judging somebody, I, 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 I'm like, quicken me, God, and get me together. Because they can wear their hair how they want to. They can have a bad headshot if they want to. They can have, they can do whatever it is that they want to do. This weekend, I want to give y'all so many ideas because I'm just a creative person full of ideas. Yeah. But God has also told me stop telling everybody all my stuff because everybody is not ready for it. So it's not to say that these are things you have to do. I'm telling you I love because I want you to be successful. So whatever I can tell you to save you time, to save you money, to save you heartache, like how quick, how, however I can help you get popping as quickly as possible, I'm going to be pumping out a lot of information, but I'm not offended if you say, oh, okay, this works for me, that don't work for me. It's okay. Because the goal is for you to be everything that God planned for you to be. We just vessels. We just hollow reeds up here. He's given us certain experiences to be able to sit right here and share specifically with each one of you. Like Sheldon said, this is not by chance. Mm -hmm. So I don't want y'all to treat this like it's by chance. Yes, there are plenty of people on TikTok and some people just come and show up because they saw it on TikTok. Some people come in as undercover spies. You know, some people, yeah. whatever, whatever. Like, I don't care what you, I don't care what your intention was when you came here, because this is my rule. I listen, I pray favor over the friends and the frenemies. Okay. Because see, if the frenemies get they together, then they probably will become a friend. Because the only reason they're a friend of me is because they're not happy and fulfilled and understand their own purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah. So whatever your intention was when, when you came, let it be known that you're going to leave here successful. I don't care who sent you. Mm. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Okay. All right, panel. What are some tools you leverage to maintain your organization to function effectively? Like all of y'all were able to come here. Y'all was able to get on y'all flight and come here with baby boy and a 17 year old. And then we got the Winstons here and 
they just be on a whirlwind because they travel date. Um, then we got the Hardys over here. They got their uh, event space that stays booked. Plus, they got Excel screening. So how is it that you were even able to make time for this panel? What are the organizational tools or sorts that you have in place? Okay, okay. I'll say something on this. Um, before I say something on this, <clears throat> I, I just got to say this. Um, I don't know if y'all feel it. Like, y'all see me doing this right here. Like, I'm fit. It's when you have the energy, and it's, how do you, who, who know how to spell energy? Somebody, somebody, <laughs> spell it out for me. Okay, somewhat. E-N-E-R-G-Y. Energy, right? And when you break that word down, energy, let's put that G stand for God, right? So the inner God is, is here. Like, y'all don't understand what's coming out. Because I, I, I'm feeling, so, I, I can't explain it, but I'm feeling something that is so organic that you got to you gotta open up. I'm telling you, just, oh, when she says she prayed for each one of y'all spots, that's serious. Yes. She don't take that lightly. So what you have right now is, a, is, a, is vessels that are pouring. And somewhere in the Bible, it says something about if you, God will fill any pot you bring them, right? Right, right now, y'all are pots. Open yourself up to get filled. Cause it's coming and it's coming, it's coming for your benefit. Like he said, not by chance, not by accident. And, and going to the question, how we try to figure stuff out. One of our uh, challenges, we, we have to get better at scheduling and organization. We know it, we gotta do it. Great, we got that. It's one of those moments where you look at yourself in the mirror, like, okay, don't lie to yourself. That's what it is, right? But then to get here in, in anything and everything you do, it's about your intentions. We had to be intentional mm -hmm. about coming here today, right? We had to be intentional. Um, little backdrop, my daughter was assaulted at school by a staff worker, a staff member at the school last Wednesday. No report was taken. They said a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Friday morning, I'm in front of the sheriff giving a report with her. She's giving her report. Um, Friday evening, we're getting out of school, driving to Wilmington to pick some stuff up, getting up at two o'clock this morning to drive to the airport in Raleigh to get here. So intentional because I understand that, like they said, when you get, like Mr. Hardy said, when you get in the room and, and, this, and this flows, I, I can't, I'm glad I'm here. Right. Like y'all got another day with this? Like for real, like I'm telling you because I know, I know, I know God and I know energy, right? And when it's flowing like this, it's just like a room, y'all are ready to receive. When you open yourself ready to receive, Seeds are being planted. Yes. And these people up here, and she's going to continue to what? Water you. When you get water, you're going to grow. Yeah. But first, we got to open up. And that, 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 that opening is, is that soil, right? If your soil ain't ready to receive it, like she said, it ain't going to grow. She can do this. We can do that. We can say this. If your soil ain't ready to receive, you come back because you ain't ready. Right. But if your soil is ready to receive and you're getting watered, by, by people and individuals who have gone where you're trying to go and not perfect, but we learned some things that we can show you and teach you and, and give advice, you're going to grow, man, to something it's something beautiful. But I just want y'all to understand that, that it's, um, it's here. Like, I'm, whew, like, I got some gifts I don't like to talk about, but I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's here. It's here. And don't just write, write this down. Write this down. Because we've been talking about relationships, right? Everybody got a pen, right? Write this down. 
relationship. We, we hear about the dollar, the fiat dollar, dollar value going down. Hear about Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin, all that stuff. All that stuff is great. Everything has its place. Get involved with it. Relationship is the new currency. Yeah. Like Mr. Hardy said, he can go in a room that I can't go into. And if he's learned some things that I didn't learn because I was in that room and we built a relationship, guess what? I'm learning from him. I ain't even been in that room, don't know where that room is at. Relationship is a new currency. You're, in a, you're amongst a place where you can gain relationships. That's true. But when you go back to the ultimate relationship, and I'm gonna be quiet, relationship is a new currency, but the relationship with God is gonna f- cause all of that to, to compound. Compound interest. Yeah. 10X, 20X, it's, it'll happen. So, man, like, y'all don't know. Y'all, like, I, I ain't got, got no honorarium now. Yeah, I ain't saying, got no honorarium, man. Done trees. I, I know man. that's what you're working up on. Man, I'm, I'm telling man, so it's just amazing. But be intentional at everything you do. Don't waste time if you ain't going to do it. Like, just don't, don't do it. Time if you ain't going to do it. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Like, Take it off your list. I yeah. like that real man. quick. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're fine. And I'm going to piggyback off of you. It's not just about relationships, but um, reciprocal Mm. relationships, you know. So, exactly. You you don't want to just take, take, take. You want to be able to give as much as you're getting, you know. And you don't want dead relationships. Yes. Yes. If somebody's not feeding you and you're not feeding them, then you need to get up from the table. Yes. Dismiss yourself. Please. Absolutely. Go ahead, Shanika. Um, are we still talking about our, what we, what we love you? How y'all were able to get... Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was good. Sorry. We're just flowing here. Okay. But I, I do want to want to say one thing about this conversation right here. Um, so my word for 2023, it... It is intentional. Mm. And so in everything, I wanted to be intentional about every aspect of my life and with my relationships. And so, you know, I try to reach out and check on people like, hey, how you doing? I even, you know, like, hey, how's your year going? Like, I, I want to be very intentional with the relationships that I have because I know where I want to go. And so the relationship could get me there a whole lot faster than me trying to run the race by myself yeah yes go ahead Sheldon y'all know I'm in left field so (laughs) (laughs) how my mind thinks um I would say if you if if I dare to venture to speak to most of you guys individually you would agree with this you're different you're not like the people in your family Mm. at all you're not And so be very careful who you pour into what you're doing, right? Be very careful, very careful that you don't look for validation for people that can't validate what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And when you're an entrepreneur and you're in business, it is an island. That island doesn't necessarily mean nobody is there. It's more people like us. And I say us, I'm including everybody in here. So make sure that you're very aware of the people that are surrounding you or you're surrounding yourself with. It's very careful. There's something that people say to me, and when they say it to me, I'm going to run away from them. When you see people constantly ask you this question, 
be careful. How's your business doing? I don't see you and ask you, how's your job going? <laughs> right. So what you're telling me is you're making me very aware that you're looking at me saying, hey, is this thing really real? Yeah. Are you really making it? Or is this thing you've been doing here, when is it really going to end? Because, yeah. right. So be, just when you hear certain things, be mindful that you guys are set apart. You're different. You were never going to fit in. You were never going to fit in and don't try. You're all different. And that, that, that's huge. I just want to piggyback off of that just a little bit because uh, when we talk about dead relationships, that's one thing that I had to learn. Um, and so I'm very faithful to my friends that I grew up with back home, right? And once I started getting this information, I wanted to give it back to them and bring them up with me, right? But I had to learn the hard way that not everybody is ready to do that, right? So we have to understand how and when to cut off family members, friends, whatever it is, just surround yourself with like-minded people. You guys have already taken the first step in doing that with getting, getting in the room with these people. I was always told if you change your conversations, you change your compensation. Uh-oh. And talk you know, that and, talk, Mr. Hardy. And, and, and when he's saying this, I, and, I, and I hope if I'm wrong, just tell me I'm wrong. He's not talking about cutting people off. No. No, the word that we're talking friend. about here in the spirit of is access. Yes. Right. Oh my God. You can't let ha everybody have access to you. No. Okay. My friends are still my friends. Yeah. But they're on that level. Right. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love it. This is so good. Thank y'all so much for being here. Listen. Listen, I appreciate this. Um, so along relationships, talk to us about one of the biggest things, right? in the ascension to CEO. So I became a CEO January 1st, 2022. My business was at a stage where it was a make or break stage because I was spending way too much time business-ing and not family-ing and personal-ing, right? And so it was like, okay, just gonna give it everything. And it's, I used to have this thing when I dated, right? Before I was married, I would say, it's called bring them or send them. Everything with a man for me was to bring them or send them. You know, so it's gonna show me whether you want to be or don't be, right? So I was doing this with my business. I'm gonna bring or send the business. But I knew I had to give my all. I had to sell one because prior, now, 2019, y'all heard me say I went in and I was doing a corporate contract, right? So I was still working full-time with an office. Mm -hmm. And I did that 2019, 2020, 2021. I did that for three years as a full-time employee with a fully functioning drug test center, clinical lab, third-party administrator, and spa. Somebody texted me this morning, hey, can I get a wood therapy? And I was about to say, girl, I don't want therapy no more. But this is like somebody, it's like a VIP personal relationship. I hadn't said they know me in my phone, but long story. So I don't know, it's a thing. But I think all y'all numbers are saved in my phone. Y'all safe. So, um, and I did save their number after that. But um, that is to say, I wasn't even running just one business, drug testing, clinical lab, TPA, spa, 
business coaching and consulting, meanwhile working a full-time job, right? Plus, I was accustomed to having 25, God, the way God set me up, he brought me in as what first? Who knows what it takes to be a leader? First, you got to do what? Yeah, you got to follow. You got to serve. You got to be a servant. I started at Atlanta Gas, like right here in Atlanta, when natural gas was deregulating, I was literally on the team that helped deregulate gas. $10.59. That's how much money I made. $10.59 an hour. And somebody literally told me, sat me down, crossed his legs, and told me I was an office assistant one. And when I wanted to be an office assistant too, because somebody left and I was doing my job and their job, and he told me exactly, well, when he said, well, when I think of an office assistant too, this man didn't want to take me from $10.59 to $11 and some change. Does that make sense? Nope. Right? But God had me serving as a secretary in an IT department amidst all types of business and technology projects, 25, 30 people. Then he flipped it and had me overseeing 25, 30 people. But before I could oversee 25, 30 people, I had to do what? Serve 25, 30 people. And it truly is... Me being that secretary, I tell people all the time, running drug testing is secretary work. I run it, I don't run it off my master's in international business. I don't run it off my bachelor's necessarily in management. I really run it off everything that I learned as a $10.59 an hour secretary serving people. Does that make sense? Yep. Same stuff, right? So I said, okay, child, these kids gonna leave me, this man gonna leave me, my friends gonna leave me. I gotta see if this business is really my boo or not, cause somebody, <laughs> I they gonna be gone. So January 1, I became CEO. I used to teach people this, not in this format, before y'all start trying to do crazy stuff. I used to teach people drug testing and clinical lab for $99. Do you remember that Trez was your first male? Yes, you sure was. Look at God. He sure was. We're going to celebrate God on that. $99. Some people had the opportunity to start a lab for $99. And how many did I tell y'all people have started? 2,000. 200 out of the 2,000. Did y'all hear? $99. Now, it wasn't on this scale. I didn't have this type of company to present. We weren't talking about CEO persona. We weren't talking about sales and marketing strategy. We weren't talking about branding. A lot of different things we weren't talking about, but you had the crux of the business. Does that make sense? Yep. So I said, okay. And at this point, I probably was, my highest ticket, Rashida was probably my high, was one of maybe less than five of my, I said, okay, I'm going from 2,500, I'm going to five and 10K. That's what I'm going to do because I make $100 an hour. I'm going to go. I'm going to build me a virtual team to outsource, to pay them $8 an hour. When I step in, I know I'm worth my weight. Does that make sense? So I just took all of those skills and did that. Right? 
What'd you say? It's mindset. What'd you say? Every time I try to make a deal with a client, it always go bad. Don't ever, don't ever negotiate against yourself. Because you're going to get slapped twice. So I said, we're going to do 5K, 10K, you know, as our premium. You know, you want to work with us program. We always got digital. There's no worries there. And the first months, you know, the January through, I was used to 30K months or 50K months, but, you know, I bet on myself. Everything, everything. I, listen, y'all, I'm a walking receipt for what the panel, this executive panel is sharing with y'all. I am a walking receipt. I was coached to this point. I am still coached. I still invest in myself. I pay people $10,000 for four hours of their time, right? I have... Um, teams that I work with. I'm coached by Paymac. They don't even know that they're my coaches, but they're my coaches. Drew don't even know it, but she is my coach. You have to learn from each other. And it's the relationships. I value the gifts that God has given them. I do not take it lightly. I value Nas. I value Ken. I value Drew. I do, I do not disrespect their gifts. I don't dishonor their gifts. And I'm grateful that they share their gifts so that I can sit here and share with y'all. So when, when 22, 22 hit and I said, okay, I gotta do this thing. I gotta give my all. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm gonna do it, God. I'm, I'm gonna do it. And everything wasn't doing what I thought it would do immediately. But by the end of 2022, it was doing what it was supposed to do. And I was so grateful, not at the money, the money, we need the money, but I was grateful at the maturity, the maturity in myself as a CEO, the maturity of my team, the maturity of the business. Does that make sense? The maturity of my client. I used to only see people that followed me on Instagram. How many of y'all really follow me on Instagram? I bet it's not everybody. Boom. Listen, D, they so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I, I only could command the dollars of people who actually followed me. Does that make sense? I didn't, I didn't warrant, I couldn't attract the trust of people who didn't need to follow me to believe in what was being offered. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So I had to step into being a CEO because it is a difference. It's, it's a major difference. So we teach, yes, we are, and people are like, well, you know, you, you are not the cheapest. No, and I shouldn't be. And we still charge, truthfully, for what we deliver, we charge under market. But I don't come in here, when I said, when we talked earlier, I said, hey, y'all, I want to make sure we can deliver everything that we say we're going to deliver, right? We play with the agenda, but we still got it, trust. We got it. I don't preach over delivering. Because if I deliver, I don't need to over-deliver. Right? Mm -hmm. You only need, I mean, you only need to over-deliver when you didn't deliver. Right. <laughs> I need to deliver and so you can move on and do the things that you need to do. I don't need to over-deliver. That's distraction. That's got you still paying attention to me when you need to be executing on your stuff. Does that make sense? So that, that was the, the move for me, but it took a team. This is my wonderful team over here. This is part my US-based team over here. I have a virtual assistant team as well. 
Um, and I have the support of family and friends. And so in order for us to do these things, like we still have requests. We still have a drug testing center to run. We're mobile now, but we still have a TPA. We got drugs. Y'all know that we scheduled them drug screens. We got... Two people, no, we had like two, right, real conversation. Two people need drug screens. I gotta make sure we got those scheduled, right? Cause we're getting to a point where we really do have to kind of outsource some of the work. And I want to share that work with y'all. I wanna take my TPA business and be able to pass it off to one of my clients who is a trusted partner though. Does that make sense? who is a trusted partner. And that's really what this network or this community is about. But you have to know how to be a community member. You got to understand the relationships to even be in the community. So for me, I needed a team. I was used to having a team, used to being on a team. Um, I couldn't I couldn't be doing this with, with, I could not be right here, right this moment without a team. So y'all are going to need a team, and you can build them one person at a time. But you definitely gonna have to have a team. Were you gonna say something? No, ma'am. You good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Last question, panel. Actually, this is for the audience. Okay. <clears throat> audience, rate yourself on a scale of one to ten when it comes to taking risks. So if you are so. 10 means that you, you, you bet on yourself, you a big risk taker. One means like, you know, you super conservative, right? So let's kind of go in the middle. So if you are super conservative, we're going to say you're somewhere between a one and a three. Who's super conservative in here and taking risks? Don't be shy. No judgment. Okay. Is that Christy? Okay. And then who is... Eh, it depends. I'm going to say you're a four to a seven. Okay. So that's Crystal. That's most, that's most people. Crystal, Dominique. What's your name, babe? Sandra. Hey, Sandra. Who's that behind you? Hey, Cherry. And then who's that in the back? Kiara. Far left corner. And Candace and... And other crystal. Far left corner. And pa okay. And Erica. Okay. Okay. And who like run it? Run. Let's see what it's gonna do. <laughs> okay. All right, panel. <laughs> panel, can you give us? Can you give us um, some tips on when you take a risk? how or how you take a risk. Like give us a tip on risk taking because we know as entrepreneurs, because I think Sheldon's definition that he read talked about risk. So we're gonna have to deal with risk. So can y'all help us with risk? I used to be a jump first, ask questions later. Until my husband um, kinda you know, slow me down on some things because at one point in time, I had too many pots on the stove and it was costing us. I like to outweigh the reward versus um, the risk, really. Um, I'm starting to just look at the process. 
Um, what is this going to cost me, not monetarily, what is this going to cost me to get this thing going? How much time am I going to be away from my family, like Michelle was just talking about? Um, is this something that I'm going to have to go back to school and get certification for? Do I need a partner on this? Because I'm not a nurse. Um, just different things like that that I take into consideration when I'm looking at the whole picture of, you know, whatever it is that I want to do. I have to look at the whole picture, if that makes any sense. That's it. Okay. I, I'm going to tag in on her real quick. Um, <laughs> so who who in here has a significant other spouse? Okay, cool. So in our in our relationship, it's needed. Um, we love each other and all that good stuff. But as far as running businesses, um, like she said, she under what under delivered on what she said. <laughs> she like a twelve or thirteen. <laughs> this joker will jump. Don't know what's down there. Can't see. It's dark. Swim. Don't everything right. And I am like I'm more analytical. Let's figure out if this happens. This happens. This happens. We can't jump yet because A, B, C, and D may happen. So that's me, right? So, and I, and I asked you guys about a partner or someone, a significant other, because when you um, marry someone, you marry their, their views, mm. their perception of how things are based on their experiences. You marry all those things. You don't want to change them. You just want to understand who they are and how better we could, we could serve you and make you better in what you're doing and in turn, you want that reciprocated, because we talked about that, the law of reciprocity. You want that reciprocated back to you. So when you have that person, like in our relationship, jumping Joe Johnson will jump. <laughs> <laughs> will jump. I'm like, don't jump, don't jump. So you need that balance. So yeah, you need that balance because, you know, and a lot of times she's been dead on. Sometimes not so dead on. But that's about being an entrepreneur. You're going to take that risk because it's in you. You you know it's in you, right? So, yeah, it's you, that dynamic, if you know you that 7, 8, 9, 10, you, find, you, you need to find someone that, that you trust, that you can find a coach mm -hmm. that can help you say, hey, okay, let's let's look at this thing. To balance you out. To balance you out, absolutely. So that's, and that's just my, you know, our take on our relationship part, but. It's definitely needed when you when you don't have that other person that can that can be there for you, somebody that's trusted, somebody that's a coach, somebody who has experience that can help and guide you to a better situation. Yeah, I love that. We're gonna talk about board di board of directors. Okay. So okay. Gonna, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, y'all. So I, I think I was in reverse of you guys. I was probably about a two starting out, right? And <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. But it, it comes from, you know, growing up, like in school, they tell you mm. to get a job, save your money, work 40 years, retire on 40%, you know. And so that's what I was going for, you know. So I was very cautious on how I spent my money. Credit was really important to me. Um, and I think all of that changed. Honestly, I know I keep saying this, but it, I am so serious. When I got in a room like this, mm. um, I met my mentor. My whole train of thought started to change. Mm -hmm. The people I was around started to change. Yes. And <clears throat> it's much different being able to reach out and touch someone that's actually doing it than versus just hearing somebody yeah. doing it, right? So now I actually have friends doing this. Mm -hmm. 
So that made me a big believer. And so I probably went from a two to about an eight yeah. right now because I'll, I'll take a risk right now yeah. uh, with no problem as long as it makes sense, right? I do still sit down and kind of look at the overall vision, the picture of what it could be. Um, and again, it just gotta make sense still. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it has to make sense um, to really just jump out there and and just do it. And sometimes it just needs to make sense to you. Mm-hmm. Like if it makes sense to you and you can see the vision and you can write it out and figure out your plan to execute that, that vision, then it's it can be a lot easier. So it doesn't mean that you have um, cheerleaders in the background that's you know cheering you on and telling you yes this is a great idea but because the vision comes to you like if it's yours it's, it's for you to receive it mm-hmm. so as long as you're able to really just go out there and execute that um, whatever that particular ideal is um, I think then then you you know should be able to accept their risk I think now I'm probably at about a seven or eight now too um, with the, the risk taking um, we open our event space in the midst mm. of the pandemic. Sure so as in, in the midst of the cities and the states being shut down, we were opening our doors mm. because that was our vision. Like that was our goal, that was our idea, that was something that we were very passionate about and we were gonna do whatever it was that we could to see it through. And we've been booked out every weekend ever since. Mm. But so the only way to do that is to see the vision right. past yeah. the clouds, past all the fog. Yeah. You have to be able to see past that. Mm. Yeah, and then to also piggyback on what my husband was saying about just getting in the room and networking and connecting. Um, when I was able to see people that looked exactly like me and people that came from very similar backgrounds and upbringings from the hood just like me. And they were very extremely successful and dominating in their field and they were extremely confident in what they could deliver. Mm -hmm. They were my age, you know, like it was so many similarities. Mm -hmm. I knew then for sure, for positive, that I could do it too. So it's important to get around people that's like-minded and connect and you know, build that network. Everybody say for positive. For positive. For positive. For positive. For positive. For positive. Awesome. Go ahead, Regina. Okay. So initially, I was not a risky person. Very, very um, conservative. I will say now, um, my risk taking is up some notches. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and probably like Demetrius. Demetrius. I was con- I was conservative because of how, how I grew up and also being a single parent too. Um, and the older I've gotten, I've gotten more ris- risky. I'm going to weigh my pros versus the cons. And actually right now we're probably working on something that's probably very risky, mm-hmm. would you say, um, with the product. And it was my vision. My husband, he came along and he saw the vision. He sees the vision. And I believe without a doubt that it's gonna come through. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to bet everything on it. 
you know, that's just yeah. how much I believe in it. And that's probably the riskiest thing that I've ever done. Next to getting married within three months and, and, and accepting <laughs> engagement within five weeks, you know. So um, I believe if God gives it to you, yeah. it's left up to you to execute it, mm -hmm. to do everything you need to do to 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 make it happen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I know that lunch is ready um, for you all and the VIPs, and I'm sure everybody else is probably getting hungry, and I can't have y'all learning on a hungry stomach. Um, this has been so awesome. Um, I cannot thank... You didn't want to hear what I had to oh, say? Oh, no, go ahead, Sheldon. That's <laughs> time to eat. My bad. Man, this boy, he's a comedian, by the way, too. Stay tuned for the tour schedule. Nothing. Go ahead, Sheldon. So I, I think there are, um, there are layers to risk. You know, it's leveraged and unleveraged. And I, I'm going to, my mom raised me like this. Uh, my mom could, had me believing I could go down town here and find the tallest building and jump and I'd live. Um, I just always believe that. And I could tell my mother some things that I wanted to do as a kid. And she always made me feel like I could do it. Yes. Always. Yeah. And Regina never, never met my mother. I lost her in 2019. But she gave me that confidence. And she always would say, if it doesn't work out, you can do something else. And so for me, for my risk, I'm like, I look at it this way. You can bend, don't break. You can fall, get back up. And so whatever it is that you're taking a risk on, you don't think that when you're driving down the interstate going 70 miles an hour and you see cars and you, you, you say you're going to hit that brake, it's going to stop. You don't think that. Everything that we do is a risk. Amen. You get on these elevators going up to 19, 20 floors, you say the elevator is going to hold me. Why? Because you trust that it's what there that's in place is going to keep you. But I had a friend tell me something years ago, and I've never forgotten it. Um, he said... Sheldon, we were talking about some things about God. He said, God will keep you if you want to be kept. If you want to be kept. So I'm going to keep putting it back on you guys. Whatever that you are doing, believe in yourself, is never about the money. It's about you and what's inside of you. Tap into it. Listen. Where the collection play that? Man. Can I hear the collection play? Because it's a love offering do up in here. Okay? It's a love offering do up in here. I felt that. Yeah, it's real. I felt that. Yeah. And um, I'm going to talk more to y'all. I'm going to piggyback off that because Sheldon is doing our keynote. And so I'm going to save a part of it for a uh, segue into the keynote. But what DJ used to say is never bend, never fall. Mm -hmm. Never bend, never fall on you. Mm. Okay. So thank y'all again so much. So grateful, so humbled, um, so thankful to God just to share this air with y'all. Yeah. Thank you. Y'all just thank planted you. some seeds. As they pop out, I'm gonna keep y'all posted. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, for sure. God bless y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.